Hi everyone, uh, thank you for joining us today um, uh, in our Tech Talk. Um, today we are going to talk about big data. Big data is a hot topic right now. Um, a lot of people are interested in knowing what it is. I mean, obviously we know data and from the name big data, we can kind of um, you know have an idea that we're talking about lots and lots of data. But um, it's not just as simple as that, it has a big area uh, with many sections um, and all of them are very interesting and very powerful if you know what it is that you're dealing with. Um, so yeah, very excited to talk about big data today. Amit, thank you for um, coming up with this topic and uh, yeah, you have some um, experience and you've worked with big data as well. So um, I think what we're going to talk about today will uh, help the audience a lot uh, and help them understand uh, um, and how to best utilize this power of data. Yes, Renat, uh, thank you so much for the introduction. Um, as you said, uh, big data is quite important, quite relevant as well. Um, with the advent of internet, we are now communicating uh, far more information than was previously possible. So when we were growing up, there was hardly any internet, at least not in India, or maybe in, in Bangladesh as well. And um, there's no way to communicate with people and uh, talk to them. But now with the advent of internet, with lots of websites and lots of services, we are actually, and smartphones, let's not forget smartphones. We are consuming a lot of information, but we are also creating a lot of uh, information or data as they call it. When did you access a website? What website did you access? What time of login, etc., etc. And these, this information is being stored by a lot of companies. Now imagine a company like Facebook who has to store every single like of every single person on their platform. And yes. imagine there are like 1 billion people on Facebook and 1 billion people liking every few seconds some post. That generates about 2 billion likes every single day. And now they have to store all that like forever. So, yeah. and and that's the, that's the, I mean, introduction I wanted to give uh, about data and big, big, as in why big data has come and why is it so relevant today? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, from your example, it's easy to see how quickly and exponentially the, the amount of data can grow. Um, you know, even if you're even if you're not Facebook, even if you're like just a, you know, um, like an average come, you know, average company with, you know, a few thousand customers with, you know, but they will have a lot of fields of customer data. And then it just, you know, very quickly goes like exponentially, like a massive becomes massive data. And also if you, you know, it, it, it's not just about customer data that, you know, it, you could be collecting data from various sources. You know, if you, for example, just collecting you know, number, you know, aut automatic number plate registration, for for example, you know, you, you're reading all the number plates of the of, of a car is uh, all the cars that are going past a certain, you know, point in road, you know, very quickly, you will end up having all the cars and car model make and model and all of the details related to the registration. And, you know, very quickly, a, a, a data source can generate a, a large number of data and um, you know how to manage those data how to collect them how to manage them how to create analytics and insights from them and then you know uh, use them in a way that will help you make you know long-term decisions or uh, um, you know uh, direct you towards a certain path uh, you know in your business or you know whatever decision you're trying to make so yeah, it's uh, is is a, a very powerful tool to make progress in in whatever that you're doing. So yeah, definitely um, definitely worth finding out more and how it works. Yes, yes, and uh, as as you as you gave this example, uh, we have to think about uh, the other aspects and applications, and we'll we'll talk about it once we go. But let's start with the word big and data. So when pe when people talk about data and uh, uh, if our viewers and listeners have been listening to us or watching us for a, for, for a couple of weeks now, we also talked about databases. So we have different types of data like structured data, semi-structured data, unstructured data. Um, and uh, 
and we we collect them and store it in databases and those databases can be ranging from say a few kilobytes megabytes gigabytes to petabytes exabytes um, and um, what we are interested in uh, data that is vastly bigger than traditional databases and vastly more complex as well and also being created at a very high rate um so the data that we are talking about is nothing but information about something or or it it could be a sensor say the the sensor in a car that's mm-hmm. collecting tire pressure yeah uh, the sensor in your uh, house the thermostat that's measuring temperature constantly so mm-hmm. it could be those data that's just there it exists and we are not doing anything with it but if we collect it do some analysis and see based on what time of the day uh, and how frequently i ride my car uh, does the data affect um, uh, my mileage or my mm-hmm. uh, energy consumption then i can do some prediction and that's where big data is quite important so when you have so much information or data and you can do some predictive analysis on it then it becomes useful and that's why it's quite relevant in various industries so yes so that's that's big data huge amounts of data vastly complex being generated at a very high rate uh, and uh, being stored and then organizations individuals are running some an- analytics on top of it to predict what could be the next outcome um and uh, or w- what could be the behavior of a person who's buying a product on their shopping platform Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think I was um watching a video recently where, you know, the the uh, they were saying that um the information age is now over. Now we've kind of started into this new age where we have information. It's not about, you know, having the information. We have too much information. How to sort through those information, filter out the noises and, you know, how to sort the information. This is the new age that's uh, this is this is what would make a make or break a business idea or you know make a person successful in their project or whatever is how good you are in filtering out the information you don't need and use in a in a in, in a very effect use the information you have in a very effective way to to take you to the next step So yeah, um information right now gathering. Yeah, obviously there is still a lot of science and techniques involved. We need to know how to gather meaningful data. But then gathering has now become easier, but now how do you use those data is becoming more and more um, you know, in- influential. Yes, and that's where I think some of the topics that we have covered recently come into picture like big data, uh, sorry, database machine learning artificial intelligence so we are generating large amounts of data and it's it's actually quite uh, impossible for humans to go through all that data by themselves and then find patterns and then based on those patterns predict and create algorithms for prediction so we have machine learning so we feed all that data the machine goes through it the the algorithm goes through it the software goes through it and then we develop some intelligence and they make some predictions or they find some patterns in that data and they help humans to make certain business decisions or they find some certain outcomes like okay uh, because of this and this i should be doing that things like that so i'll i'll we'll talk about applications a bit later but this is i think one of the most important uh, features of data that what do you do with it and why do we need and how is it related to the other things that we have already talked about so database machine learning artificial intelligence they are all connected because we are now generating so much data from so many different sources so the sources i mean if if we talk about just sources it's it's websites that we visit it's services that we consume like um, um i mean shopping shopping online um uh, using our bank uh, online mm-hmm. then uh, accessing accessing any other government services so we we consume that service and we produce some information that has to be stored then using our smartphone so we use our smartphone constantly so that that generates a lot of data 
the battery uh, battery usage the uh, the wi-fi usage the data usage um, many other things how many times you've connected to a particular app how many times hours you have played a game etc then you have uh, internet of things so we spoke about internet of things a couple of weeks back where we have say uh, a google smart device a google home device in our home alexa and that's collecting information and that's being sent to amazon and google for prediction so now we have different sources different types of data being collected constantly every few seconds and that's being stored so that's why it's so important that we collect the data but also do some analysis using machine learning and ai and make some predictions yes absolutely i mean <clears throat> um you know what you said is you know how everything is connected it it it, it and how everything sort of um, connected to each other the glue that's holding everything in the middle i think is is big data because um all of these new technological, you know, the, the cutting edge technologies or, you know, new innovations like artificial intelligence um, and then Internet of Things that we talked about, all of these things are somehow connected to having or analyzing or outputting from big data. For example, Internet of Things, you know, there are many devices um, that are all connected to Internet and all of them collects data. So that, that those are really good data mining devices, data mining tools. As you, you know, gave an example of, you know, uh, something is uh, collecting your tire pressure every second of every day whenever you're driving. So that's that's data being collected. And then artificial intelligence or machine learning. Machine learning just have it in its name. It needs to learn. And in order to learn, it needs lots and lots of data to understand the pattern and you know how you know how these data sort of tell a story over time and you know for you know for that you need data so yeah big data is sort of in the middle connected to all of these other technological advancements and uh, feeding all of these things with with the insights that we gain from it so yeah, um, is is um, very important to <laughs> understand big data and what can be done with it because of it. You know, whichever whichever topic you want to specialize in, if you want to go in, in embedded electronics to create devices for Internet of Things, or if you want to, you know, do artificial intelligence. You know, if you want to create robot or some sort of automation, you need you need data to feed it to to and uh, so any of these you know cutting edge tools that you want to learn about you need to deal with data you need to not only data you need to deal with a large amount of data so that's why it's important to know big data whatever it's like uh, you know whichever discipline you want to study in school you know if you want to become a lawyer or an accountant or you need to know numbers you know you need to know basic mathematics regardless of whether it's a science-based subject or commerce-based subject you need to know numbers so it, it's it's like that so yeah absolutely so yeah let's let's start with you know the the different aspects of big data i suppose you know you, uh, amit you were talking about uh, i think five v's uh, of of big data or uh, uh, yes. so so yeah let's let's talk about that yes Renat. so the the five v's Actually, three Vs essentially: mm -hmm. the volume, velocity, and the uh, the variety of data. So, these are the three Vs, and then you add two more: uh, the variability and the veracity. So, what it means actually? So, when data is being generated, we have to look at the volume of data that is being generated. So, that's the first V: how much data is being generated? What's the size of the data? So, as I mentioned, the the like, Facebook like, and I showed, told you that, okay, 1 billion people on the platform, every person liking uh, a few posts, how much volume of data is being created. So, you need to worry about that aspect. So, that's, that's the first V. The second V is the velocity. So, how frequently is that data coming? So, we know, okay, it will be this big volume, but is it coming um, once every two days, once every three days? Or is it coming every second, every few minutes, every few hours? How frequently is the uh, data coming and what's the speed in which it is coming? So in the streaming data, so YouTube streaming, 
huge amounts of data that we are streaming netflix huge amounts of videos that we are watching constantly so how how frequently is that data being generated so velocity is important then the variety what kind of data is it structured semi structured unstructured structured as in like a database do we have tables uh, with rows and columns etc and do can we categorize them or unstructured like emails we don't know what it is we don't know what will come semi structured we know like the metadata so we know okay this information has this metadata so like a whatsapp message end to end encryption people say that you cannot read the uh, the messages that i and you sent to each other yes but we know when the message was sent who sent the message what time did you receive it what time did you open it and uh, which device was used to send the message uh, what was the date on which the message was sent yes so even if we don't know the message we know so many different aspects of that one single thing so and maybe we'll talk about uh, this recent controversy related to whatsapp on what actually data is being collected um but yeah. yes so that that's the variety of data <clears throat> variability um the variability uh, focuses on um whether it's coming in batches so it it deals it's similar to velocity but velocity is constant so variability is like acceleration sometimes right. the volume will go up uh, the volume of data will go up because of some event like a football event mm. or uh, a live uh, telecast that will create a lot of people coming in onto a platform a diwali uh, like a festival will um, create a lot of sales so then the mm. data will be huge uh, christmas christmas sales black friday the sales will suddenly increase so you'll have a lot of data coming in so that's the variability and the veracity quality can you trust the data that is coming is the data trustworthy um, i mean of course we are getting tire pressure uh, the sensor example that i gave but how reliable is that data i mean is my sensor actually collecting the accurate information so yeah. the accuracy of the data that is being collected so all this put together you have these five v's and that gives you a good um, understanding of the different types of data of course there are different algorithms there is there is statistical analysis so we'll not go into that so that's data science so the science of performing certain uh, analysis statistical analysis to uh, find out okay what it actually means but of course we're not talking about that we are just talking about the different uh, dimensions of the data that is coming in and this is just a this is just a fundamental example of what we uh, what we need to know about big data right 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 okay yeah no that's uh, that's that's good good way of looking at different all different you know aspects of these big data i mean you know being able to identify all of these different things you know velocity volume all of these things that gives us a good understanding of what we're dealing with because you know just because it's big you know from the name it's so large a lot of the times we kind of feel overwhelmed that oh what are we going to do with all of this information but yeah you know if we try to categorize them in these ways that would be the first step like to to so so it's like you know gulpable consumable chunks of you know uh, of the this very vast amount So yeah, I mean uh, that that just makes it um, not wo- overwhelming anymore. We kind of can handle it, and then we can start using the data from from you know after we kind of looked at made made the data a bit more structured, you know for what we you know however we want to apply it. So yeah, I mean that's that's good to know. And obviously the next thing I'm I'm curious about is all the ways we can, you know, apply this data to to help us. I mean, what are the different applications that we can uh use big data in? So, um I mean I mean you mentioned now resilient, right? So performance, performance of a website, performance of any service, performance of a device. Mm-hmm. So when such volume of data is coming, where are we storing it? and are we storing it on the device on which the data is being collected are we sending it to a server on which the data is being collected and analyzed how are we doing it and if we have to collect all this information what happens to our website if suddenly there's a huge amount of uh, people 
logging into a website to buy a product say on a black friday sale or a cyber monday christmas diwali holiday then what happens to the amount of information that we are collecting because of course we are collecting all that information but it's putting a load so it has to be resilient it has to perform it has to handle the load so and based on that we design uh, our systems so one of the application is uh, banking every time mm-hmm. we go to a bank we do a credit or a debit uh, yes. um, and now we are doing it more and more online so we send some money or we receive some money we make a payment or we receive a payment from someone and uh, that amount of information say for one person over a period of time including the bank statements um, and uh, if they have credit cards multiple products how how that information stores and how we use that information to sell them more so in banking they have current accounts they have saving account they have isas especially in uk and they also have credit cards and uh, loans now all these products they have to sell and they have to come up with an interest rate and they have to come up with new products every now and then but how do they come up with these new products they come up with these new products based on how what we use based on the information that we give them like okay if uh, during a particular period the l- number of loans say home loans increase so they know during this period the number of home loans will increase so we if, if we get a good rate because if it's increasing for our bank it would increase for all the other banks as well because we are part of the same economy yeah so if that type of loan increases during a particular period then we can predict safely predict that okay we need to give some discounts some offers so we can attract people to our platform our bank instead of going to other banks things like that uh, mobile phone company i mean when i was working for tcs we worked for clients like vodafone uh, 3 uk etc and um, the sim plans that you see or the contract plans that you see that comes from the data that we give how do we consume mm-hmm. data how how many phone calls we make how many smss do we send based on that information they collect all this information and then they decide okay because people are using the mobile phone plan like this i think we should uh, come up with a new data plan which increases more usage or makes it more sticky because in uk it's easy um we change providers it's it's very simple we can change a provider to another provider very quickly mm-hmm. so if we have a very uh, captivating plan and uh, enticing plan then new users will come to our platform so they use data in that way uh, and and there are many other applications yeah i mean yeah. i'm sure you can also think of some <laughs> to be honest one of the one of the application that really entices me i i get really excited about is uh, analytics and um, you know big data is 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 another way of getting you know insights on on anything that we're we're trying to um, understand for example you know we, you know we host our podcast you know and uh, i was looking at the analytics of of our podcast you know some so for example you know if if one episode have say for example 10000 views and the other one has 20000 and you know maybe a popular one has 50000 so based on that we we want to see that you know what our audience is more interested in and what are the topics that are you know that are helping people understand more and uh, maybe also the geography you know which 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 are the countries that we're you know um, you know more uh listened in um etc etc so um analytics is very important and a lot of the times you know businesses also you know try to improve their product or try to be interactive with what their customers want and for example in our case you know we try to be helpful we try to understand what our you know viewers and listeners are more interested in and we could ask um uh, you know people for feedback and what they think of course that is a really good way of finding this information out also businesses can ask their customers for feedback how can they improve their product etc but then there is one very um important caveat so which is that you know you're only getting the feedback from people who actually taken their time to give you feedback you can't get feedback from everyone uh, we are kind of relying on 
you know the kind customer or uh, you know relying on our audiences to actually take the time and you know communicate with us and tell us what they think and even then it's only from them who have emailed us or who the customers who have taken the time to tell the business that okay these are the feedback and that that may not be a representation of the whole customer base and also you know when we get communication from our audiences you know it may not be a representation for everyone so uh, big data helps you know understand an overall you know view of everything that's going on and get gather insights from that so it, it, you know while getting direct feedback is really useful and we definitely always do take that into account but you know out of 10,000 50,000 listeners and uh, how do we you know uh, we could you know look at what they're more interested in which topic was you know had the most views and uh, had the most interaction etc and then we could maybe realize that okay this is what our audience are more interested in and we could we could pick uh, you know relevant topics that way so yeah i mean um, analytics is is very powerful um you know to make business decisions to make you know the next step decisions based on that so i i really like how big data helps us gather insights from the overall you know get give us a big picture uh, rather than having like you know a small cross-section of uh, information so that that i think is a really good powerful application of big data yes absolutely and i think you hit hit the nail uh because um a lot of people when they do surveys um so you know um we have this survey so one survey were found that if you do this then this will happen over one survey found that if you eat a lot of meat you'll get cancer or one survey found that if you drink a lot of cow's milk then you'll get you'll get lactose intolerance i mean etc or one survey found that uh, uh, the democrats in us will win because uh, we found a uh, thousand people but what people miss is it's a sample so what's the sampling size Mm-hmm. so the sampling size is quite important with big data you are collecting everything you are not sampling you are just collecting everything whatever information is coming you are just collecting everything you are not mm-hmm. saying that okay i'll collect information from one person or this person or that person or one yeah. service or this service i am collecting everything that can come and then i'll run my analysis so that's more accurate so you hit hit the nail rightly there because i agree whenever people talk about a survey i like okay what was the uh, number of people that they actually uh, used <laughs> for this survey if they used 1000 yeah. people and predicting about say the population of uk which is 66 million yeah. to predict their behavior then um, i think they are stupid because i mean yeah. pardon me but but yeah. i think you need a much bigger sample size to predict the whole population but of course statistics play an important role because and that's why you need to do statistical analysis because statistics say that on an average people will tend to do the same things in a certain region or of a certain age or a certain uh, demographic or a certain ethnicity and that's how they try to reduce the sample size so that they don't have to collect all yes. the information i mean there are benefits to reducing sample size but at one point you have to be clear about it. at one point it becomes starts becoming irrelevant um you know if you make it, if yes. you make the cross section too small then it's not an accurate it's not an accurate representation of the overall population which is you know completely pointless after that yeah so yeah i rightly you said that it is quite stupid um and uh, yeah i mean i i couldn't agree with you more the the sample size is it you know yeah i mean sometimes you probably don't want to you know ask like all 65 million people in in the whole uk population because it would be very costly to to get an information you know which you know which will give you um so you know you have to justify the cost i mean you can't so yeah i mean if, if you were to True. get 10% of the overall population maybe that would be a you know it also depends on exactly what you're trying to achieve with that information you know if if the if it is a life and death kind of scenario if you're you know whatever decision you make out of that is going to have a major impact on people's lives then you probably want to increase your you know uh 
like a sample size. But if it is not very relevant, but cost is a factor, then you, you, you probably don't have to bother that much. An interesting example is um, right now uh, we are in a pandemic. We, you know, a lot of data. I mean, this, this, this kind of, in terms of how data goes, how data helped us, I mean, throughout this pandemic, it is a really ideal example of all the way we use big data. I mean, you know, you can go to, um, sites i mean wikipedia has a, a central hub of you know worldwide everyone who's being infected right now how many deaths there are and how you know these things relate to the social and social changes and the regulations how different government put in different uh, measures to tackle the virus etc and how they you know how it worked or whether it worked or didn't work that kind of thing and right now, obviously, the vaccination has been rolled out in UK. A, a, a large number of people has already been vaccinated. So, I mean, the example I wanted to give is how a cross-section, you know, the sample size matters. Is because, you know, with the number of people already infected in in uh, with coronavirus, you know, out of the whole UK population, um, I think. Okay, so this this is the thing. I, you can't quote me on that because I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. But I think one in ten people have, or one in fifty people, I think. Now, in in my circle, I know fifty to a hundred people, but you know, out of the fifty people I know, no one actually I know who has been infected. But there could be another person who knows five people out of 50 people who got infected. So if they were to take me as a, as an example, I would be a really bad example because I just didn't happen to, you know, represent the overall population. Again, you know, 17 million people have been vaccinated, which is, you know, one in four people. I don't know anyone around me. I mean, to be honest, I'm actually a very introvert person, so <laughs> I don't really have a lot of, you know, social interaction. So, you know, so that's why I would be a very bad example you know, in a sample size or in, in, in a cross-section, you know, I, I would not represent what everyone else in the UK population is facing because I have very little interaction with the rest of the world, being an introvert, etc. So, um, so this is, this is just an example that, you know, if you were to take 10 people like me and then say that, then you would kind of end up with, with, with a result, which will say, you know there is no coronavirus because I you know these ten people don't know anyone, <laughs> or there is no vaccine rollout because you know, <laughs> but that <Yes>. would be wrong. <laughs> that would be wrong. So that's how. That's why it's so important to so you know important to understand what should be the right sample size to which will represent an 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 accurate um, insight on the data. Yes, I think again you 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 brought out a very valid point that uh, your source is very important and you can't trust all the sources and you have to take everything with a pinch of salt and that's where the survey sometimes get things uh, right and wrong um, and it's interesting because uh, COVID has affected all of us I mean and right across the world and we have the stats like how many people have got infected how many people have uh, passed away how many people have recovered um, and how many people are not getting infected they are asymptomatic so and all that information is actually helping so healthcare is again one big example where big data is being used now Mm -hmm. um, and everyone is doing their analysis and the governments are making predictions and making everyday decisions based on the data itself and that data is huge they're collecting information from all the hospitals and everywhere and um, yeah and i actually wanted to give a, a very different example um, mm -hmm. human beings we are very bad at predicting weather right yes so we can't predict what the weather will be like tomorrow and for that we need information and where do we go for that information we go to website say bbc.com nasa or some other websites that people are familiar with but uh, how do they collect information and how do they predict weather so weather is very simple you measure the temperature you measure the pressure you measure the humidity uh, you measure a few other things and then you can safely say that okay tomorrow it's going to be dry tomorrow it's going to be wet tomorrow it's going to be cold tomorrow it's going to be hot but in order for them to measure temperature or pressure they have to do it at every single point on the planet to make it accurate right 
but they can't so they have a big area so they maybe measure the minimum they can measure is a 10 square kilometer so in a 10 square kilometer area they will say the temperature is 1 degree right so it represents a 10 square kilometer area but in order for you to make accurate prediction maybe you have to go to 1 square kilometer so now you have to have more devices and that's where the data is important the more data that you have about a certain thing or a phenomena or a service or object the more accurately you can make predictions so yes. and that's why people like uh, companies like amazon facebook google they are driven by data and they are Absolutely. collecting data constantly yes because I mean, the more they have the more accurately they can predict the weather yeah weather or so anything forecast 10, anything yeah exactly so that's the thing because if in order for us to predict whether there will be a cyclone or not we need to know accurately what the pressure temperature and humidity is on every single point in that region then it's accurate otherwise it's very difficult yeah i mean data has become the currency nowadays you know whoever has more data you know whichever business has more data is you know set up for success because they can use that data to forecast anything and you know the things that us human not even intuitively thought about they can forecast it i mean you know there is there is um you know there various companies not just facebook or google you know obviously they have a lot of data which they leverage to to you know make uh, progress in their business but then there are other other businesses that we don't know about but you know if you see their uh, revenue and return like millions and billions of dollars and pounds they are doing and you know if you go a little bit deeper dig a little bit de- de- deeper you'll see that they have a lot of data you know collection or you know they have the facilities to sort of process all of these data and um, again you know uh, it is very costly so you have to do the right cost benefit analysis whether it's worth it i mean you know just to going back on the example you just said that for weather data you could have um you know 10 square did you say 10 square kilometers um uh, 10 square kilometer and 1 square kilometer 1 square yeah. kilometer so you might think that okay um yeah we have currently 10 square kilometers and um, you know it would be ideal to get you know uh, data as accurate as 1 square kilometer so okay well we could afford 10 more of nine more of these devices but that's where you'll be wrong because you need 99 more devices to go from 10 square kilometer to 1 square kilometer because you're thinking oh it's 10 and we just need one but no square kilometers obviously work in a way that you know if you want 1 square kilometer accuracy you would need 100 of you know those devices that will cover yes. the whole whole 10 square kilometer so definitely there is a cost implication so so yeah that's why there is um, you know such a big difference and um, yeah data is definitely a, you know a currency for future yeah and uh, you know uh, we we live in the uk and we have free nhs service so mm-hmm. that's a national health service for people who don't know um, and uh, we get free healthcare services from the government of uk um, um, irrespective of whether you're a citizen or not um and the amount of information that the nhs has is huge because they hold the patient data they hold um the uh, the amount of hospital visits that you have had uh, what's your uh, blood test reports etc etc and all that data is sitting with the government and there are a lot of now private companies they are looking to tap that data and uh, they want access to that data the simple reason is if they have access to that data that they they can start selling you products they can yeah. start selling you a smartwatch saying that okay based on your heart condition we'll send you a ecg monitor now it's on your <laughs> smartwatch so you don't need to go to the hospital anymore so if you have this device then uh, yeah you're more secure and you have this data on your device it's collected to your um, your platform and the, your doctor can have access to that data and uh, you are constantly being monitored or mm-hmm. i can send you a blood pressure monitor because your blood pressure is quite high or a glucose monitor because sorry insulin monitor because you are a diabetic and now you can start selling products based <laughs> on data 
and that's why a lot of companies they want access to this data and in us uh, private health uh, healthcare is private so companies already have access to a lot of information and that's why you have apple coming up and a lot of other smart watches now coming up with options of measuring your oxygen level your uh, your heart rate your um, your ecg etc etc you just using a smart device they are collecting that information and using that information they'll sell you more products and yeah. that's that, that's the most interesting part because because <laughs> people think that uh, facebook google whatsapp instagram linkedin everything is free but no it's not free we are paying them with our data as you mentioned yeah. data is the new currency and we are using this currency <laughs> to use these services absolutely i mean i yeah, i think i've read this quote a few days ago as well that you know if if you are getting something free then you're not the customer you're the product and um yeah if if you're paying for it then you're the customer absolutely. and you're getting a value out of that but yeah they're definitely using you in one way or another and your information is what they're getting and selling to make money so you're you're the product who's who's giving away your data um but yeah this is this is obviously you know um uh, infuriating in, in a lot of ways how you know uh, these companies want to use data you know very personal private data to make their business you know um like decisions which will make them money but then there are positive sides of it as well i mean you know it, it it's not data is not the culprit here data is good you know you could you know the positive way of using this data for example nhs you know the amount of data that it's sitting on i feel like they're not utilizing or leveraging this data enough i mean if they had enough insights that they could predict you know where to have you know how to have more distributed hospital um, um you know uh, wh- where is most more hospital needed they based on the population and the overall health of this population and you know uh, also you know we, we nowadays machine learning and ai algorithms are looking for um analyzing x-rays and uh, ct scans and mri um scans yes. and trying to identify cancers and other health problems from these scans trying to find a pattern and you know they have been really successful 80% 90% with success rate etc one of the other thing i heard that when it's augmented with human intuition like an experienced experienced surgeon also looking at those scans and then you know augmenting their experience with the ai then they're even the highest uh, number of success rate by 90 yes yes Okay, I I diverged a little bit. But yeah, coming back to big data. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could use these data to identify, you know, the right kind of diseases or if they have cancer or any other problems um very quickly and also you could get insights on, you know, an overall population what is it making them sicker in 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 one city than the other. and then they could you know the city councils could put in policies in place which will help you know for example they they might actually i don't know it, it might be a case that you know in one city they have like really poor heart rate uh you know heart health uh you know and then they might see in another city there there is a lot of lung problems you know based on the all the patients that come in so maybe the 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 city with lung problem they might then so you know collaborate with city council and then they realize that you know what cigarette sales in this city is high, is higher than rest of the city so they could you know create more awareness campaigns on the 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 problems of smoking and you know try to encourage citizens not to and stuff like that and then where there is a heart uh, the, if a city has more of a heart problem then they might encourage more healthy eating or exercising you know maybe population in that city needs that kind of you know tailored um you know um policies and campaigns from their city council so yeah the data if they were used properly it could it could do wonders i mean we would you know leap forward 20 years in future if it was used in a really good way in a good collaborative manner not to sell it to the private companies but different government organization if they could use the data that they already have in a, in a really good way that would just solve so many problems within within a blink of an eye 
but uh, yeah uh, there are positive sides of data negative sides of data so what what to understand is data is not the problem here it's it's the people who are using it and how they're using it uh, and what you want to get out of it is 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 the problem <laughs> I think I think uh, yes. A uh, lot of people uh, these days, especially in the West, people are very focused on data privacy, and uh, in mm -hmm. the East, people are not that focused about data privacy that much. They are, but not that much. Um, and uh, there is a fine balance to the data privacy that people demand, because uh, the the data that people are collecting, the organizations are collecting, as you rightly mentioned, the data is not the problem. Uh, the data is actually helping them predict and develop new features for the product, which will make our lives even more convenient. Mm -hmm. But uh, what happens is that that data is actually used to sell advertisements that are then shown to you through those platforms for making the, the company's money. Now, that's, that's the negative side of how they're using it. But the plus side is that they are using that data to develop new features to deliver to you. So Google Maps might be uh, just good as it is, but because it has a social aspect now, because of the way we are using, it has traffic information based on how we have used it over the last couple of years, decades, <clears throat> it has now improved massively. So we can see restaurant reviews, we can see uh, the time it will take to travel to a particular location by car, bus, train, ship, cycle, motorcycle, etc. So, so and they would not have been able to deliver those features if they had not used the data which the people are using so of course it it is very important uh, how companies use this data because i think in a capitalist uh, system it's not in the interest of people to uh, to provide too much value without actually generating a lot of wealth so if I'm not generating a lot of wealth by providing the value that I'm providing, then I don't want to invest in it. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But um, yeah, I mean, with big data, you know, used properly, efficiently, it can generate a lot of value. It just um, um, because it falls into the IT or technical um, topic. That's why, you know, um, a lot of people are initially scared that okay this is something that is beyond my comprehension or it's difficult to understand etc etc so how do i you know make sure that it's in control and that's why people don't want to um you know um, go too technical with with the data but it's it's not actually too too difficult i mean to be honest big data data science all of these terms are, are recent terms in the last decade or a couple of decades but uh, essentially you know the importance of data and uh, calculation mathematic calculation has been around for centuries it is you know before we used to call it statistics um obviously we we, <laughs> we needed a kind of a reform uh, to to understand the importance the current importance of data so we start calling it big data and data science etc but you know statistics and statisticians are data and uh, data scientists but yeah and all of these um you know things the mathematical tools and processes that we use to gain insights are has been there for for centuries i mean these are these are maths that you know has been used before as well in 50s 60s or even earlier to collect uh, to sort of get, gather in insights from these data i mean obviously we've improved improved massively you know from that time period but yeah i mean it's it's not outside of out of bounds for everyone it is actually easy to understand it's not too difficult and um, you know being more proactive on how to utilize this data would actually take us take us forward a lot and there is a lot yes. of room for you know a lot of room for new businesses to grow and uh, you know if 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 our audience is looking for you know a, a, a new you know to to come up with new ideas for the next big thing data is is what will give you that uh, that information on what you need to do indeed indeed and um, i was i heard uh, i think dan eerily he's uh, he's a very famous uh, yes, author and he's dan eerily yeah. mm -hmm. so he had mentioned that the 
if you want to get a job that you think will be more secure in the next decade then be a uh, learn statistics yes and he he was bang on because um with all the products and services that we use we'll always create some data and if you can understand uh the data do some statistical analysis and make some predictions out of it then you will be always in demand Absolutely. so statistics a mathematical subject uh, which has been there as you rightly mentioned for so many centuries uh but it's coming into picture now because of the internet and the way that everything is connected and the amount of information digital information earlier the information that we collected was mostly analog now it's all digital and because of the advent of the digital revolution we have now created i think i was reading somewhere that in the last 2 years we have created data that have not been created in the last 10 years or like a decade mm-hmm. yes so it's it, the amount of data that we create every day is <laughs> maybe twice or thrice that we have created in uh, the last decade or so yeah yeah it's interesting yeah it's, yeah it just ties in with what i was saying the the generation of data is is you know a lot easier now it's it's more important to be able to know and understand which ones you know sort through all of this big data and get the data that is helpful for you um yeah um that's that's uh, it i think uh, renat so thank you so much i don't have anything else to share i think it was a good conversation and i think over the last couple of weeks we have covered and connected all the all the topics right from internet of things virtual reality artificial intelligence big data database uh, everything and they are all connected because we are all part of this whole digital world where these terms are being constantly used absolutely yeah yeah not much more to add but it was it was a good conversation and um yeah hopefully uh the audience have have uh, found some value from this and uh, um yeah again i'll just add um even if you don't want to be uh, don't want to get a degree in data science it's 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 not too difficult to know the basics and uh, um from there you could use that knowledge to do other cool things uh there are very uh, a lot of sort of really helpful uh, free tutorials on on data available on the internet definitely maybe sign up for one or two just let it run in your background if nothing else and then even that will give you some some interesting knowledge on this yes and uh, we will also share some, some links uh in our video so that people can have access to the information and uh, maybe we'll mention some tools as well uh that can be used to do some analysis on the data so we need to understand the basics mm. um what data are we collecting where are we storing it how frequently are we collecting it mm-hmm. um how how do we access the data that is being stored do mm. we need to format the data that is being stored because we have collected so much information that we might have to do some formatting some cleansing we need to get rid of some junk data and then what kind of analysis we can do using the tools that we have and once you have this picture basic picture basic understanding of how to approach it then i think it becomes less overwhelming and then you can e- uh, enter into this world uh, quite uh, confidently so mm-hmm. thank you again for listening thank you again for watching um, and please let us know if you uh, like the the topics that we are selecting and if you like this interaction the tech talk with me and renat um and uh, please um, suggest any topics and if you are interested in coming as a guest uh, then please do let us know and we will be more than happy to uh, invite you and then have a, a conversation with you so thank you so much again for listening and uh, we hope uh, you uh, continue sharing and listening to our talks and um, hope to catch you next time yes yes thank you very much guys um see you again next time